Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 34-5 and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernil. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. We pick a topic, we pick some music, and we and we get into it. Uh, this week is a special live episode for our Patreon members. So if you're interested in getting in on the fun, it's patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. At a member of any level there, you get access to these live streams once a month, usually at the end of the month, usually on a Thursday, and usually at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, before we get started with anything else, I realized that last week's episode, I I said it at like, the, like 20 minutes in, and people have been asking about it. The radio stream on YouTube, the YouTube Rhythm and Pixels Radio, is offline until December because we got copyright strikes from right. Square. Specifically Square Enix. Square Enix did not like what we were doing. They didn't like that. And we in were turn, they- I'm giving Square Enix copyright strike. <laughs> no, no. Um, so we have two strikes, three strikes, and they just they just shut they delete your channel. So I'm not gonna mess with that. I'm not even gonna tow that line. Mm-hmm. The strikes fall off in December. Um, and so until then all of the square music is taken off the radio station, replaced with like hundreds of new tracks, and it is now playing on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash rhythm and pixels. It's the same, same great taste. Less filling. Some I mean, it's honestly the exact same thing. You just you just play it off of Twitch. So um, I think it's just I think what it generally boils yeah. down to is a lot of people just are so used to being able to go to YouTube. Yeah. It's cause you don't have to log into YouTube. Do you, you have to log into Twitch to use it, don't you? No. Oh, in that case, it's not. I don't, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I didn't think so. I mean, I haven't been to Twitch in a minute, despite the fact that I'm starting to use it now, because um, my trainer actually got very much in my face the other day, and he was like, "Why in the heck aren't you freaking streaming?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like, you should be streaming. Like, I'm talking to you every day when you're exercising. Every you have a personality up. for streaming. You should be streaming. I'm like, but yeah, I don't want it to go with the camera and scheduling. He's like, well, don't do either. He's like, there's streamers who don't even use cameras. They just play the footage and talk. I was like, they do? He's like, yeah. I was like, that changes everything. I can, I can talk without showing my face. Yeah, you don't have to show your I face. I can still play in my pajamas. <laughs> that's why, that's, I mean, like, this is the, like, I, I didn't get into, like, the this whole thing until we started doing the show. But otherwise... I'm like, podcast is just radio. Like, I, I want to do radio. I'm, but audio format is good for me. Yeah, audio for me is where it's at, too. Like, if I were to do recording, it's like, I, I could mess with that. But I didn't like the idea of having to have a camera set up and be locked in place. Because if I don't have a camera, I can play the game while I'm in the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> Walking around the house, playing the game with the TV visible, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to have somewhere with a nice microphone where people can actually hear you. Headphones. You have a headset. Oh, I know. Those are those are not great. Well, I have a microphone too. Just yeah, I gotta figure yeah. all. I gotta figure I, all I'm that. I'm a stickler out. for that though. I, that's my thing. I'm like, no. Well, Twitch is different. Like you don't need perfect sound for that. You just need to be able to be heard. Yeah, I just gotta hear you. Um. Oh, on the note of all of that, I am now streaming additionally every Wednesday night on um, Twitch.tv slash Rabumon R O B B U. Oh, you got a schedule. Yeah, if I it's like I realize it's like this show. If I don't schedule it, I'm never gonna do it. Dun, dun, dun. Or do it enough that I'm I'm gonna appreciate. It. So if you want to catch live um, hip hop and um, DJing, it's every Wednesday night. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. 
And in my case, I don't have a schedule, but if you can think of a PS4, PS5, Xbox, anything or game. A, or a schedule. I can give you a schedule. I don't schedules. Just if you can think of a game you'd like to see me try to play, let me know because I'm indecisive. I have no idea what people would want to watch, but otherwise I'm going to just choose a game and say I'm playing this right now. Oh, Dragon Warrior. Which one? On the PS4, so 11? Oh, yeah. I just listed all the systems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 11. One of the games that you want to finish. Well, there's a lot of those, which is convenient that you segued into that. There's too many, too know. many games to finish. I, I always make, feel like, like I always feel like you're overthinking the games, but then I, I forget that your library is so large. I have literal thousands of games, yeah, so. and it's disturbing because I remember being a child and thinking how amazing it would be to have access to tons of games to play in a fun library. Because back then we didn't have a lot of money, so we got whatever we could get. And now as an adult, it's like you just filled up a one terabyte card on your Switch. <laughs> a two terabyte hard drive okay. on your okay. PlayStation. So what you can do is you can you can go to Twitch and look for like look look for like um um the topics of games mm-hmm. and look for the most streamed ones and then just start. Don't from, play those. No, no. Start from the top and then pick the one that you want to play. Oh, but that's from the top. But from the top. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Maybe because then, then, then that, you'll get engagement. But then wouldn't that provide result in too many people? Like everyone's. The few people that want to watch a game plays like we have so many options. Nope. Nope. If there's like another stream of people playing Madden or Valorant or Overwatch, people keep watching it. Or nowadays it's chess. So much chess. Lots and lots of chess. Video chess? People no. Analog chess. Mm-hmm. Two people on the board. Analog chess. People love it. In that case, then I'll look people into do it. it. Anyway. We'll that's that's my advice. Play chess. Because no one's watching Robbie <laughs> Reby, I don't think. Yeah, I mean... Though I like Robbie Reby. <laughs> I like Robbie Reby, too. I'm, I'm, I am Robbie, and you're Reby. <laughs> I'm, I'm Pernelli. Um, oh, yeah. So on the topic of games that we need to play and finish, or not we need to play and finish, but games that we want to play and want to finish, that's this week's topic. It's is the Patreon episode. It's the Patreon side, the listener side of games that you have played this summer. Maybe finish this summer. Yes, because I did take a note of games. I made a list. It was surprisingly hard to do um, because I went to different places. A couple people don't even use any of our chat services, but they were like, hey, here are some... Like, they messaged me on like Facebook. It's like, here's some games I finished. I saw... I, I was looking at our, um, at our Apple podcast app, mm-hmm. and we got... Someone left a, uh, a review, an Apple, Apple podcast review what? for our show. Five stars, which is really nice. But they left a, a, a song suggestion <laughs> in the review, and I'm like, that is like, I I, th- I forget, it was like a year or two ago, and I'm like, I was I would have never thought to look there <laughs> because I don't get I don't get alerts when that happens. Oh, so you just went and was like, there it is. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I also want to shout out to everyone um, who's catching our show on YouTube. Thank you so much for for tuning in there. People are some one person in particular is going back through all of our episodes. And by the time he gets to this one, oh, the Gator, yeah, he'll hear it. And like he'll, he'll change his name by then. Yeah, by then. But by the time they get here, um, they're gonna be like, "Wow, they they know, <laughs> <laughs> they've noticed, <laughs> they noticed." Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Okay, um, anything else you want to say before? Uh, only thing I want to just say is I go just, make some more popcorn. No, don't you dare. <laughs> Just the general idea, like going back to the topic. So we're talking about games that people have played that have beaten over the summer and also games they attempted. 
I just want to say thank you to everybody who embarked on this challenge because it was fun to talk to people in the chat room, the actual Discord about games they were playing through. Because for me, even though I like game music, the thing I like most about doing any of this kind of stuff is actually discussing games with people. And even if I'm not playing the game they're playing, it's nice to have someone say, here's a game I'm playing and this is what I liked about it or anything. It's just nice to see people playing stuff. Mm. So it was a nice, fun journey to go on with a bunch of different people having the same excursion and then also of course writing in and saying okay Pernell, Rob here are all the games we actually played through here are the games I attempted to play through it was just nice and I like looking at the list every summer and going through like this is what everybody was playing this is nifty I like we, we, yeah the, the discord channel uh, we actually have a summer games challenge discord channel mm -hmm. I think we made I think a year ago right mm -hmm. and then we also have um, a gasp it's October time did you just make that I, I mean, was out there last, from last year. It was from last year. <laughs> we just, I thought we would just keep changing the name of the channel to like, it's now fall time. It's time <laughs> for, for October music. Frosty Fro. Oh, uh, yeah. But like, yeah, in a sense, it's just like, you know, I like I like it. It's what I do. So like, if you're ever playing a video game, you're like, I want to talk about it or tell somebody about it, talk about it in the Discord because that's what I'm all about. I like video game music so much, but I'll always stand for people hearing the video game music in the games they're playing. So come tell us about the games you're playing. It's fun. Yeah, it's 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 nice having an actual community of, of, of people playing and talking about where they're at. It's fun. I like 100%, that. 100%. 100%. Hmm. I'm ready. So that's that's the only rambling I had. All right. So. And you got the whole game out here. Oh, yeah, because I got to talk about it. I got I to gotta practice. You want to you feel it in your hands? Anyway, we can talk about that when we get no to it. No ASMR <laughs> with board game bits. <laughs> You're going to start talking about the game. I'm just going to crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Um, so this is an odd-numbered episode, so why don't you kick us off with jams? Okay. Oh, we should say all the music today's episode is submitted by our listeners, with most with testimonials. All right, so the first track I'm going to pick comes from listener GameFan44. Mm -hmm. This is a particularly interesting choice that she submitted and played through because I actually just started that same game a few days ago. And I like it enough that I was like, yeah, I'm picking this track. So this comes from the game One Shot, and the track title is called It's Time to Fight Crime, and it's composed by Night Margin? The Night Margin? The Night Margin. Come the, <laughs> the Night Margin. The.
Welcome back. You are listening to It's Time to Fight Grime. Oh, Grime. Kristen corrected us in the in the chat thread. She had a typo, apparently. But the track was thankfully able to be found, and it is still a bop. It's called It's Time to Fight Grime, composed for the game One Shot, composed by Night Margin. So this is one of the games that Kristen was able to complete over her Summer Games Challenge. And um, me, I had... Hadn't even heard of the game up until a combination of her mentioning it in the chat as having completed it, and coincidentally, I was able to get a copy of it like like a day or two before she mentioned it. So I was like, you know, it's time to dig into this game and see what it's all about. And the premise, the premise is really wild. It's uh, it's about a character, like a cat-looking person. I say that because in the game, I'm like, no, I'm human. I'm not a cat. But um, a cat-looking person wakes up in a mysterious house, and the, they're trying to get... Basically, they wake up in a house within a game on a computer okay. that you log into when you boot up the game, and you are tasked with helping the person restore power to the sun in that game's world, okay. which in turn will help her get back to her own world. Huh. But also, she can talk to you because apparently you're a god and you're the only person that can speak to her, the messiah, in the world that she's inhabiting. And the computer game talks to you too, <laughs> which is really interesting. Interesting. And I'm liking what I'm playing. I like this. this style. It's a very pixely style, but like I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's a really beautiful game. And again, it's, it's, it's one of those games where like it has a lot of heart. The first time I tried to play it, I kind of fell asleep because I was playing it at like midnight, thinking I could squeeze an hour in before mm -hmm. bed, and I was just too tired. But then I came back to it with, when I was actually better rested, and I was into it. Mm -hmm. I was really into it. The um the the the, the soundtrack on Bandcamp, um, actually says "crime" with a C. Ah, uh -huh. yeah. So, so we're know. sticking with it. We can stick with it. I think so. I mean, if it's on the official soundtrack, even if that's a typo, that that that's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> but let's I'm into it. The, the bass is real deep too, which is cool. Let me see. If I can see if I can squeeze out the dialogue for her text because most of her testimonials actually for her other game, but I can still read the whole shebang. Um, she said, "Oh, basically, her testimonial for it was that she's excited the game got released on consoles." Oh, okay. Which is honestly a good testimony to me because I would have probably not messed with it on PC. Though it probably would have been better to interface with the actual computer world mm -hmm. on PC since you actually have to scroll and click oh, so and drag like windows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to close windows and reference the game files to help the character in the game. It's that's really cool. Uh, that's intense. Cool. I like it a lot. I like it quite a bit. And Or place a new sun. Ah, too shit. Well, I didn't want to go too far into it because that kind of mentions, like, like in the game's world, it's like the way it's playing out. It's like, so Kristen says, or place a new sun. But. You don't want to say too much because even that is like kind of like a giveaway for what kind of world you're actually running around in and what you're actually engaging. Yeah, with. it's it's fun to be more you know, surprised, right? But it's going a little more cold on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like Kristen was when she finishes, she's had it. She said she liked the game, she mm -hmm. loved it. I'm looking forward to the same vibe because again, I'm already liking what I'm playing, and I can see myself finishing it not this weekend, but next weekend because this week I got to review Moon Scars. And this is a hate poor player one, so I gotta actually type. Oh, so which yeah, means like I'll be typing full. for five hours. So <laughs> oof. Um, this this week I'm typing for two. <laughs> <laughs> typing for two. But yes, this is a good one, and I'm glad this made it to the summer games yeah. challenge. I like hearing. I like when like unexpected games show up too. Mm -hmm. 
Well, here's one. I it, it was unexpected to me. Um, I'm sure you probably knew about it, but I did not know about it. It's this good game called Agelos or Agelos. Yes. Uh, A G G E L O S. I guess it's supposed to be inspired by Monster Boy. Yes. Um, this one came from Bedroth. We're gonna listen to the track called Fields. Um, I couldn't find uh, composer information when I first looked for it, so maybe that'll come later on. You can go to the website for that information. But for now, we're going to listen to the track Fields from the game Agilos. This came from our listener and friend, Bedroth. You're listening to music from the game Agilos. This is the track is Fields. The composer is I'm not so sure. I've yeah. never heard of that composer. I'm yeah. not so sure. Not so sure. Maybe unknown. Sure his name isn't something not so sure? Not so sure. I'm gonna look up the game credits. Or maybe I should finish the game and then I'll know the credits. <laughs> they don't always give credits, but uh the track is Fields. The um, the person who submitted this track was Bedroth. Bedroth would like to say while I don't participate in the Summer Games Challenge officially, since I don't have a lot of time to play games these days, I did finish one game this summer. The excellent 8-bit-ish indie bit title... Ew, 8-ish bit. These are words I got mixed up. The excellent 8-ish bit indie title, Agilus. With obvious inspiration from games like Monster Boy and Zelda 2, this relatively short Metro-style platformer was a joy to experience, and the music is really cool. I played this on a whim because this, it was near the top of my alphabetized list of downloaded titles, and I was too lazy to get up off the couch and, to get the game card for Live a Live, um, which I'm still working through in the final chapter of. My laziness paid off, though. If you like old-school games like the ones I mentioned above, you should definitely play this game. It's pretty cheap on Switch eShop right now, too. 
The game's a whole, the whole OST is charming, but I'm going to recommend the music I heard the most in the game, which is Fields. So it's probably like overworld, maybe music. Well, not so much overworld. It's like you're going, so it's a 2D <sighs> You <size>. just... <laughs> I, I own the game. I literally own the game. So it's a, it, there is a map, but you just kind of click yeah. nodes to go places. And the fields is pretty much like you're going left to right on a map. And it's like, that's the that place where you're just walking back and forth. That's on cool. that area. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you correcting me for <laughs> now? Every time. No. How do you know about every you know, game? Messing, yeah, because I, of course I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to do. No. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like, they're, so, he's telling us about the game play. Yeah, thank you, Bedrock. Now, if you could just give me the composer, <laughs> then maybe we could be better friends. But no, until no, then, you're still best until friends. then, you're in, you're in, you're on my list. Ah, my, no my list of. Which is just a bunch of... Bam! Found it! Everyone EB on found the hook! Out. Oh, hey. Francois Perez. Francois Perez? Francois? You're making this challenging. <laughs> Francois Perez. Francois Perez. And I, I may have mispronounced it, but as far as I'm concerned, that reads like that. So, Francois you. Perez. Right. You know what? We got... I like EB this, on the hook. We got the ace in the hole. You ain't lying. I tell you, I still believe EB goes by Electric Boogaloo mm -hmm. because he actually has an electronic database stored in his brain <laughs> that quick. just contains all these deets. Yeah. And I'm sure he might text in the jesting comments like, that database is called VGMDB, Pernell. But hey! I couldn't find it there, but maybe it... Maybe VGMDB is actually an upload of his brain. It's, t it's tough because on um, VGMDB.net, which is a fantastic resource, contains... Um, uploads of track listings and liner notes and composer information from official and and all in some non-official video game soundtracks for 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 all time, which is a great resource. But sometimes the game that we know of in the English title actually has a Japanese title, and so it's much harder to find because the official soundtrack didn't come with a, with an American English title. Uh -huh. That happens every once in a while. Um, that, that's 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 uh that's VGM podcast problems right there. <laughs> I just I just I just do the best I can. It's that bass. The bass is just it's constant. And at first I was like, uh, is it gonna like annoy me? But no, I'm into it. Oh, they always it's, it's, it's kind of a comfort. I feel like it grows on you too because I remember dude. when I first played it, the music wasn't clicking for me a hundred percent. But that's probably because I already I knew going in that was an homage to like Monster Boy okay. games, and I was like, "This isn't measuring up to Westone stuff. What the <laughs> hell is this?" And it was like, over time, you, once you accept that as his own product, mm -hmm. it clicks for you then, and it ends up being really good. Uh, something about this music makes me think of like a 1980s movie. You know, like this is the music that plays like when the kids are getting out of detention, Breakfast Club. <laughs> Why would this be? That? I don't know. It's got that '80s feel to it for me, and it's not just because it's 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 eight bit sounding. It's just it's got that that sound. Well, it's a good sound. So that's all that matters. Yeah, maybe it's the end of Buckaroo Banzai. That's what I'm getting from. No, me. not absolutely not. Are you sure? There's, why why would this be relatable to Buckaroo Banzai? If I'm not again, I'm not even going to go too far in it because I haven't you, seen, seen Buckaroo Banzai. I'm about to say I haven't seen it in so long that my memory's probably loose. Right. He's like a so freaking space for, for, cowboy. For listeners of the podcast, you're going to miss all of this, but we're going to stop the, the the show. And just watch the ending credits to Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> now we'll do that later. I don't want. I want to. I yeah. don't want to hold everybody. No, of course. Okay. Uh, so, thank you, Bedroth, for the track. Pernell, choose your fighter. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm just it, being really it won't be Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> that's yeah. It was a good movie though. 
it's just been a long time since I've actually seen it. That's the problem. Let me see. Yeah, me too. Going to through the fair. list of du- the list du jour, I'm going to go with this track that came from listener and friend Martyrus. Yeah. Another game that I actually like myself. He so be- it was he- almost like an easy choice when I saw it on the list. He brought some really good tracks. Yes, he did. Yeah. This comes from the game Chris Tales, and the track title is called The Timeless Battle, composed by Tyson Wernley. reference all this show because the whole Dungeon Man conversation was offline. Um, but you're listening to The Timeless Battle from the game Chris Tales composed by Tyson Wernley and submitted by listener and friend Martyrs. So I was glad to see that Martyrs submitted a track from this game because even though I, like him, didn't manage to completely finish the game, though he did, he did attempt it this summer, I did feel as though it deserves a lot more love than it gets because no one talks about it. It's kind of like in the ether somewhere out there. And this is, to my understanding at least, I could be wrong, this is the first OST I've heard that was composed by Tyson Wernley. Mm. And he hit this one out of the friggin' park. There's still like two tracks from this game at least that I want to bring on the show myself. So, but you know how it goes. I like to ramble about games with good music, but it's not my place to ramble today. It's all about Martyrs' place yeah, to ramble it's about, today. It's about other people to ramble. And, That's right. and, then, and then you can ramble. That's right. So let's see what Martyrs has to say about Chris Tales. I knew about this game and played the demo on Steam. However, I played it on the PS4. Chris Tales is a turn-based adventure RPG game about an orphan girl named Chris Bell who finds out she is able to wield the power of time. She learns about a plot to take over the kingdom and decides to become a time mage with the help of another time mage, Wilhelm, 
and several other characters along the way. Oh yeah, and there's also the talking frog Matthias. Close to Martyrus. Oh, just a little. Yeah, yeah, just a sand, just a sand. I started the game thinking I could finish it, but you know, life happens. Trust me, I do. <laughs> so it's currently on the side until I pick up the controller again to play. Having listened to most of the soundtrack, I was surprised by just how good it was. This track is the main battle theme and is surely a bop to hear. One day, I will finish this game, but real life keeps pulling me away. Wouldn't it be nice if we all had a friend that was a time mage that could just set aside time for us to, in a little pocket realm to just play the games we wanted to play without neglecting our personal responsibilities, goals, and dreams. Okay, you can go and spend the whole day playing through Chris Tales and then just get like Hermione Granger's time turner and spin it backwards and be like, okay, do the day over again. We wouldn't need her time turner. We'd have a time mage. Well, I'm saying like she's kind of like a time mage. She has a spell. We're, we're <laughs> talking the same thing. <laughs> same language. <laughs> same language. But yeah, a, like Chris yeah. Tales. I've talked to Rob about this a bit mm. in the past too. But like, even though there are some things that I wish they did with the time mechanics, though they might do it later in the game. Even what they do is really cool because the battle system works in the way where every battle is like a pincer battle. You're always in the middle, and you have enemies on the left and or right. And Chris Bell has the ability to manipulate time, but it's done in a weird way because I guess they want to keep it simple. She can only send characters on the right side to the future and characters on the left side to the past. So she'll use a time crystal on a character, send them to the future, which then makes them old, and it changes their stats to that of an old person or old monster. So as a younger character, you might have more speed and attack, but as an older character, they have more intelligence, they're more, they have more defense, but they're slow and weak. Huh. So... And they mess with that in some funny ways. But then the last thing I'll mention, because I'm rambling about this submission, but for good reason, it's fantastic, is um, you can use the time power in conjunction with a number of the character's abilities to get some cool side effects. Mm. Like, for example, you might have a character inflict poison status on an enemy on the right side of the screen. Then you fling them to the future, and they take on multiple years of poison at the same time. That's cool. Uh, that's a like, great idea. It's really nice. You can like plant plants, and the plants will grow or die depending on how you mess with time. And then like, so you can manipulate them in that way. It's just they do some really cool things with it. And I wish that's the example for me of a game that's like we can take what's already been done to death, i.e., turn-based battles, and put a bit of a spin on it's it. It's definitely like one of the things I find to be like like uh, the hallmark of a really good game designer to take these existing ideas and existing mechanics and just to do either like put a completely new spin on it or to like to take that idea really really far mm -hmm. into a direction that no one thought like let's just take let's just take the idea of this style of game but like make it like hardcore this style of game and then, it's, and then suddenly it becomes super fresh again yeah that is super makes, fresh <laughs> the grocery store chain <laughs> yeah. may it rest in peace Yes, and Martyrus mentioned uh, what I'm guessing is one of his favorite combos. Water plus future equals rust. Oh, As he won cool. the first bosses, that's how they teach you about the mechanics. Like, the one character can use water magic, and you're fighting a boss who's, like, heavily armored. Like, we can't pierce the, we can't pierce the oh, armor. until you throw him in the future. You, you, you make their armor wet, throw him in the future, so the armor rusts. Mm. And now you can punch through the armor because it's all tattered. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, it's really cool, but it also makes me laugh because you start thinking about it. It's like, okay, technically, you're fighting this character who's a boss character because you don't kill them. They always, you know, run away because they're like a recurring boss. You beat them, and then they somehow just, like, leave, but they're not in the future anymore after the battle's over. I feel like it should have permanent consequences. Like, if you end the battle when they're an adult, they stay adults. So oh, when you uh, fight yeah, them again, yeah. they're stuck in their future cells. You can only revert them backwards. <laughs> You've destroyed us all. My life. I'm never going to be young again. 
Um, I guess, of course, you can just take the sword and throw it back. <laughs> All right, so now um, I, I think we have something else here on the table that we need to talk about for now. Oh, is it's, it that time? It's taken up the whole... Just taking up the whole table. The whole table that we should probably talk about. Oh, it's not that big um, a deal. Yeah, we, we did it last week. We thought it was so much fun, we would do it again. This is another episode of Purnell's Board Game Beats. Well, it's typically just if there's a good game that can be talked about that is fun, whether it's provided or not provided mm-hmm. to us. But either way, the game we're going to talk about this week is actually a game that's been a favorite of mine, and Rob's liked it too since at least 2019. And it goes by the name Tiny Tales, and it's developed by or designed by Peter McPherson, and it was submit, provided to us by AEG Games, though, actually, I've owned this game since 2019, so they kind of gave me a uh, sealed copy. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but copy. whatever. But this game is really cool. The premise of it is you're basically trying to build a town, and your player friends are also trying to build towns. But it involves a bit of spatial reasoning, and I'll explain how, and this will go real quick. So... In the game, there are about one, two, three, four, five, six structures or so per game that you're trying to construct. And they each have different functions for getting you points or different abilities in the game itself. And the way you build them is you have a four by four grid. And, oh, God. At <laughs> each turn, a player around the table chooses a color, a color representing one of these little cubes that you have to place on your grid. And each building you're trying to construct needs a certain combination of colored cubes in a certain formation in order to produce the building you want to build. Produce the, Get the combination right, you place it on your board, now you can do the thing. However, if you somehow screw up that cube placement, now you have a bunch of cubes on your board filling it up with no way to do anything with right, it, yeah. which is analyze the challenge. Because if, say for example, we're playing this game and Rob chooses red because he wants a red cube, I also have to take a red cube. And I might not want a red cube because I got a different plan in mind. Yeah, it's I such wanna... a different idea. Like a lot of games use drafting, where like maybe there's only four resources on the table or four cards, and everyone has to take turns picking the one they want, and you're kind of locked into what's left. In this game, you're picking a color or a resource, and everyone's got to pick that color at the same time. Yes, it, which is it's a great it's a great it's a different way of doing it, which is really fun. And it's actually a really, like, it sounds complicated, but it's actually a really straightforward and simple game, too. It's just, again, the big hook and what makes it challenging, but it also allows you to build on, a, like, a certain game gamer skill set, both digitally and physically, is spatial reasoning. Mm-hmm. This is, makes you say, I got a 4x4 four four grid, and I want to build this thing that has a yellow, a blue, and a red shaped like a Tetris L piece. And I got to fit it onto my board. But how do I fit it in a way that it doesn't interrupt all my other stuff, especially when the people at the table are trying to screw me over with their crappy block choices? And also, you got to, like, adapt, too. Like, you can be like, I have a plan. I want to do it this way. But you can't. Your plan will fail. Yeah, your plan's always going to fail unless you're able to change it as you go. Yes. So, So like, I bought this game in 2019 alongside another one that we may just talk about on the show just on our own accord someday called Res Arcana. Mm. Also, one of my all-time favorite games. We've been playing it regularly. Yeah, because you bought it afterwards. Yeah, I know. We we played it, like, four times one day. Yes. It's so good. But, like, those two games, that one and this one, have become, like, some of my all-time favorite games. And... Again, a large part of it because of how simple and straightforward this game is. It taps into Tetris in a way where I like trying to make like the different blocks fit in a perfect formation, despite the game and opponents trying to screw me out of what I want. It's just a lot of fun. It's a good title. It's a simple title, 
And the scoring ends up being a lot of fun at the end, too, because even if you end up screwing up and you block your talent out somehow, like maybe you don't get all the blocks the way you want and ultimately fill your board, and eventually everyone's going to fill their board up with stuff eventually, whether it's junk or good things. You're still in the running when the scoring comes into play. Different buildings score differently, and you might very well have pulled off some magic at the end. So you're not technically out of the game. And if you're not used mm-hmm. to this kind of gameplay, it's a good place to get started it and is, learn it. Because I feel like the mechanics are simple enough, um, but it's just like mastering it is really, really hard. Yes. So it's like, are you going to like this style of a game? Like, It's a really good way to, to get into it. I'm sure there's like, like multiple expansions and, and things that probably add on to it as well. They, the funny thing is they've mm-hmm. added some expansions, but I haven't messed with any of them yet, so I don't yeah. even know. Because for me, the core game has been perfect. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to... It's like I would have said that about Res Arcana too, but those expansions are fantastic. Well, there's a reason for that though. So, and I'll stop because at this point, I don't want people to go oh, too much. But what I'll say is designed with those in mind. No, not even that. Yeah. The the expansions in Res Arcana don't technically change the game. Like mm-hmm. it's the game, and it just adds more to the exact same gameplay you've already been having. Mm-hmm. Res Arc, I mean, Tiny Towns expansions add new elements and mechanics in a sense that make you have to think about the game differently Mm. and that might be adding extra layers you might not want so i've been hesitant despite owning them i've been hesitant to actually putting them into the game it's like you know like tiny towns is like a perfect stew do i really want to add more cayenne pepper yeah yeah. i like it but maybe other people won't or maybe it'll be finally the bit that makes it too spicy i don't want to eat it but we'll see who knows but what i can say is Despite owning Tiny Towns, I have, what is it, what I have Tiny Towns Fortune. I don't have Tiny Towns Villagers. Every time you say Tiny Towns, I swear you're going to say Tiny Tunes. I don't. <laughs> tiny, we're toony. Animals <laughs> live in village unis. Um, but no, nah, but this game, Tiny Towns, is a legit title. And I want to clarify one general statement here. And if the list of AEGs listening to this episode, I'm glad because you should hear it too. When we talk about games on this show... General game review shows will talk about any game, good, bad, whatever, and they're like, well, the things I don't like about it, blah, 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 which is fine. You need that in the general scope. But considering that we're just kind of adding this to a video game podcast and we like, and we generally talk about stuff we like on the show, which is how it fits into the scope of the show, we're not going to talk about board games we don't like. If yeah. I get a game, if Rob gets a game and the game sucks, it's not coming on the show. Yeah, it's it's rather be, it would be one that I'd rather forget. Exactly. And, and honestly, I would know I'm not going to buy Bingo. Like, so, why tell people about something they're not going to want to buy yeah. or we don't think they'd like? And that's generally going to be how it goes. That's Especially, that's, yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing this one in. Oh, no problem. Talking about it. Oh, um, sure. This oh. is. We'll have to play it later, too, because I, I still like this game very yeah, much. Yeah, I, I think I've only played it a couple times, and each time... Yeah, actually, I can see it on the on the, on the scorecards you've kept in the box. Yeah, fun fact, Toy. I don't throw away score sheets. Oh, no. I, I think nobody should, I, but we never do. Like, um, we have a Scrabble box from, like, from ages and ages and ages ago, and it's just full of papers of our scores, mm-hmm. um, scores of her of her parents playing the game, too. Yes! Like, it's just... It's, it's a generational... Scrabble box. I came across I that, that with my 1985 Pictionary book. Oh yeah, yeah. I found that as an adult, and my old, like you know, five, six year old portraits are still in the box. Oh, that's awesome. And so it's just it's a good time. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I like the yeah. So I always like to keep scorecards, and 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 part of it is like, yeah, well, look, we you know, we, you and I, we, I won one, you won two, I won two, you won two. But this is like, um, I don't know. It's just fun to go back and be like, oh, it was fun. We played that day. Yes. That's what I like to think. Or in my case, it's usually, how did I do so poorly? What was I thinking? Yeah, or like, um, oh, in this game, how did I, like, like maybe I, I 
I won or didn't win, but it's nice to know that like maybe I'm improving or maybe like what's what's the highest score I can get in this game. And possible. fun fact, that happens in video games too. So like times like these these you know video game challenges or I want to go through my backlog, I find old like PS2 memory cards and I'll slap them in, mm-hmm. boot up my Valkyrie Profile 2 game. Oh, I last time I played this game was in 2008. Interesting, and I was at level 45. Okay. Why was I using these guys? <laughs> Why is he using... That is a stupid materia. Why would I ever have that equipped? Was I leveling it up? I don't know. So but- you like to go back and like be all judgmental or like, oh, you're, 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 you're older and maybe you have... Um, more wisdom. Yeah, more wisdom, right? Yeah, you can... Uh, you, know, you have more, uh, more time. Yes. Yeah, you can play that better. <laughs> all right, so our next track... Um, it's your turn now, right? Yeah, we are changing things up here. We're going into Devil May Cry 5. We're going to get into some, I'm assuming, some heavy rock music here. This is Devil Trigger, the Tropical Devil Knight remix from Devil May Cry 5. And um, this comes from Curly Kevin. Let's give it a listen. track was devil trigger tropical devil night remix from devil may cry five um the submission was by curly kevin i don't know if this was from the original game or if it was just from like the dlc or 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 what i'm not i'm not super sure so but i really like the track i was i was honestly expecting like really hardcore like rap rock because this is from devil may cry you know but it's not but like obviously it's a weird remix of it because there was some of that like kind of growly singing in the background. So um, I'll, I'll see if I can find the, um, the credits to this one later on. But for now, Curly Kevin wrote us a nice little message here. Curly Kevin says, I hope all is well. It took me some time to figure out what I would like to send in. 
I'm going to go with a game I finished at the beginning of the Summer Games Challenge, Devil May Cry 5. This track plays in the gallery after you've been playing the game for a while, and it's Nero's battle theme called Devil Trigger, but this is a twist. This is Devil Trigger, the Tropical Devil Knight remix by her... <laughs> I should just I should have just read... <laughs> I should have just read the, the um, testimonial. The remix is by Hiros Mitsu Maeba. This is on CD5 of the soundtrack, also available on Spotify, YouTube, and Steam for $29.99 for the five discs of music. The original song brings the high energy to the game while you are defeating demons during normal gameplay and no bosses. This is a very chill take on it. You can sway back and forth slowly to this track. I was listening to it on my ride to work today, and it's the track that I keep that I came back to. Enjoy, everyone. End of testimony. Um, game C completed. He's completed a bunch of games. Whole oh yeah, games here. don't worry, don't read them. I got the list. Oh, are we gonna have like a little? Uh, We're uh, gonna have a reading. A little, <laughs> a little We're graduation ceremony at the end. That's that's the one of the best parts of the thing. It's like reading uh, all the I, games. I want to I want to get the uh, I want to get the graduation music from DDR. We're gonna listen to that. <laughs> Jesus. DDR. Uh, uh, Come on. Remember that song? Graduate called Graduation. In DDR. I don't remember, but I'm going to. I'm sure I'll recognize it when I hear it. Playing. Boom! It was from Before You. Um, we're gonna to to listen to that. You got that to look forward to, everybody. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Curly Kevin, for that track. I, I also, for the record, we yeah. should mention too. We are glad everything turned out okay for you. Um, he, uh, we just asked for people who don't know there was like a, a hurricane that just went through in the east in the east coast oh. of the United States recently, and fortunately, despite being you know, within the vicinity of potential harm, he came out unscathed and good, okay. Good, so good, it's, good. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I hope everybody is, is safe out there. Uh, truly. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like I kind of did like a bit of a like social media hiatus or breakaway. But once I saw that that hurricane was coming through, I was like, oh crap! So <laughs> I was like, if you're, if I know you, you're down there. Please be okay. Yeah. All right, so we are on to I think your next track. And doobly doobly doobly. And actually, speaking of the man, the myth, the VGM DB legend, um, this track actually comes from EB, Electric Boogaloo. Ooh, a last-minute submission. Oh, it, it, some people asked, uh, I forget who, maybe it was Martyrs who asked. Someone asked, how late could you send us a, 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 a submission for the show? Um, up until the day, the time we record it, honestly, it's A-OK with us. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, sooner the better, obviously, but... But like, if I'm, it happens to come on the day of the show and Rob hasn't gotten around to doing the edit yet, well, he good. can still catch it. Yeah, I can still catch it. And the honest, it's like mainly getting a, a document together is, is the most of the work. Everything else we just do on the fly, pretty much. Which is fine. So, but this track, I'm glad he got it in because this hits the note that I've been I'm really obsessed with recently because of well, the guests we're going to have on the show in a few weeks. Um, this actually is a Genesis game. And this is a game I've never heard of. It's called Mad Stalker Full Metal Fourth. And the track title that he submitted is Mud Stalker, the second stage of the game. And it's composed by Keshi Yonan. Yonao. Yonao. Oh, man, that was a weird pronunciation. Yo, yo now. Yo now. Yo now. <laughs> We're both going to do it. Yo now. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back. You're listening to the Mud Stalker track. That's for stage two from the game Mad Stalker, Full Metal Fourth. Kind of makes me wonder if every level involves a different type of stalker. This is Mud Stalker. The next level is Grass Stalker. Um, <laughs> composed by Keshi Yonao. So, again, this is interesting to me because, like, I like scenarios like this where someone submits a track from a game, not only a game that I haven't played, but a game I've never heard of before. Like, to me, that is... I, I've heard of a lot of games, guys. <laughs> so, that, that's what I mean. Like, I know so many games that yeah. they have one go under the rails. Like, wow, how did I miss that? Yeah, this especially on the Genesis. I thought I would, I would remember this one. I don't remember this one. It's a bit of excitement. It's much excitement. Um, but this came from listener and friend EB. I think it's funny I say that. I say listener and friend because I feel like with the people who submit tracks and come onto the live chats and stuff, we've been chatting with these guys yeah. for like months, in some cases years, not just on the streams, but also in Discord and stuff. We've created a relay. I'd say they're pretty much all like listeners and friends to me. Like, I thought, like, Curly Kevin, I was like, hey, if I end up in Orlando again or in the for like freaking for Dice Tower Con, like I'll look you up. <laughs> and say for Mars, like if I end up going out to visit Mike, I'll look out. I'll, I'll yeah, look him up. You definitely get around further out more yeah. than I do because he to lives. He lives near Mike, I think. Like I'm like I'll look oh, you wow, up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll look him up. But the point I'm making is that <laughs> you're all good people, and I feel it's, it's definitely you're good people. You're you're pretty much friends at this point. So thank you for hanging out and being awesome folks. But I'm getting sentimental, stupid. When I'm supposed to be reading a testimonial. <laughs> so let's take care of business. This is what EB has to say. Mad Stalker was originally a 1994 Sharp X68000 game. I love saying that, actually. That was poised to have a Genesis version come out around the same time. However, cartridge manufacturing expenses at the time prevented this port from release at the time. Fast forward to just a few years ago, when the Genesis port was recovered and completed under the supervision of the game's original director. Mad Stalker eventually got released on cartridge. Here, you play as a policeman in a mech suit have to take out rogue enemy robots causing havoc around the city. Kind of makes me think of like RoboCop or E-SWAT. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I ended up getting my copy from Strictly Limited very early on this summer, and I got a chance to play a bare bit mm. of it. It took me a while to get used to the controls and how it plays. It's a single plane beat-em-up after all, but I definitely enjoyed it, and I got pretty far in a few stages. Hmm. I haven't had much time to play it all the way through, but I hope to get around to it at some point. Plus, the music by Keshi Yonao is not only excellent, it's one of the best sounding Genesis soundtracks I have ever heard. It's definitely worth a look if you can find a copy of it. It is. Thank you so much, Evie, for taking for bringing this to us. So that's probably why you haven't heard of it because it was recently rediscovered and then and, and, and the port was discovered and then re-released. Also, strong words. I'm going to have to put that to the test. This, uh, this sounds really good. This is some like later Genesis... Era like later era Genesis soundtracks were pretty amazing. Actually, Doe looks like he said he said fourth is a typo. It's actually he said some later versions called it Full Metal Force. Interesting. So interesting. I like this. So the track is asked the game is actually titled Full Metal Force, which actually makes a lot more sense than Full Metal Fourth. Oh, so yeah. I'll go with it. <laughs> it also will make it easier for me to look up in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah, at this point you type it out. But like yeah, this is. I, I want to check this. I want to listen to more of this OST now because, quite frankly, oh, when you good. make a comment like, well, the best and, and Landstalker exists, so I keep in mind, I got to clarify this because a lot of people don't get this. When someone says this is one of the best soundtracks mm -hmm. and I say something like, yeah, but Landstalker's up there, some folks will take that to hear one of the best and imply that it is the best. Like, no, he's saying one of. 
that can be more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but well, I'm, I am curious. If like, it's up there with Battle Mania, I mean, this sounds pretty good. This is good. This is up there with Battle Mania, I think. Battle Mania and uh, some other Matt Furnace one, too. Not, But not that Battle Mania is Matt Furnace. It's not, but like... Like those, those are some of the best like Genesis sounding soundtracks. By the way, I'm making a note of this now. This is a daunting venture, but I feel like we might have to have a series on this. Um, best OSTs on consoles, individual Ooh. picks. So like it could be like this episode, best NES OSTs. Yeah, it would have to be like maybe cartridge based systems, because then it's like then it's, I don't know. I'm gonna start there. We'll start there. Yeah, like, well, NES is like the <laughs> yeah. So we'll do NES. We'll do Genesis. Super Nintendo. Oh, you're saying you don't want to go to like CD consoles? Yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking like that. Like on Switch, like, uh, well, that's too much. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. I feel like it could get to like listeners can give some feedback too. But I feel like we can get we can up get, until like, like maybe the yeah Saturn and PlayStation One because after that everything's kind of homogenized. Yeah, I would say so. That's what I'm thinking. And even then, there's still some crossovers. But like, you know, like the Doom soundtrack is roughly the same in a lot of places, but. That wouldn't be up there for me. My favorite PC OST is Doom, so I'm going to play the PlayStation port. And it's going to be tough, too, to, to narrow. Wow, that's that's going to be hard. That's, that's what makes a, it fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be very much like what Robin Pernell think. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, no one's going to agree with us, but it's part of the fun. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm down with that. And it's going to be best-sounding soundtrack, not yeah. necessarily the best game. Exactly. So yeah. you'll be like, okay, like for this episode, I'm picking three tracks. And each track is from a game that I think has the best soundtrack Ooh. on the system. It's going to be tough, too, because what, what if we don't want to repeat tracks we've already played on the show? We can call that a mulligan. You're allowed to do it for that episode. Oh, Ooh, you get a free pass. You get, get a hall pass. pass. You get, get the, the hall, hall pass. pass. Yeah, yeah. So just make sure you come right back. <laughs> okay? Well, I'm going to the bathroom, then I'm going to the corner store. All right, you got to get back to the quiz. <laughs> we, got, we got a quiz, and I, and I don't want you missing out. It's worth half a grade for now. <laughs> I thought you were saying we have a quiz now. Like, what are you talking about? No, I don't have a quiz. Um, okay, our next track is also coming from our uh, listener and friend, Martyrus. Um, this is from the game River City Girls. And the track is Boss Noise from Megan McDuffie with vocals by Megan McDuffie. Let's go.
That was Boss Noise from River City Girls, composed by Megan McDuffie. Composed by Megan McDuffie. Megan McDuffie. Sung by Megan McDuffie. The vocals by Megan McDuffie. Fan, that's an awesome Baked track. by Megan McDuffie. Yeah. Set in an oven at 350 degrees for 40 minutes by <laughs> Megan McDuffie. These, these, the tracks in this game are so well produced and fleshed out. Like they must have been sitting in the oven for a long time. Like there's so much, <laughs> so much care was put into like every single song. All the lyrics, all this, like everything about them. Stewing in her own so juices. Just, that's a Simpsons <laughs> reference, by the way. Oh, oh that's right. All right He's literally stewing in his own juices. All right. So, uh, Martyrus says Having played and finished River City Ransom on the NES, I was thrilled to play River City Girls on the Switch. A simple premise the girlfriends, Kyoko and Misaka, are looking for their boyfriends, Kunio and Ricky, who are the, uh, and, uh, the protagonists of River City Ransom. Of course, it gets complicated fighting a variety of enemies and several bosses. One of the bosses is Noise, with a Z, a former best friend of Kyoko who wields a heavy metal guitar shaped like an axe. Get it? As you're dealing damage to Noise and removing her fans, at times Noise may stop to perform some riffs. You better dodge them on the pit because they will kill your health. By the way, doesn't that look familiar to another game? Here's some gameplay. Oh, he posted a thing for it. Well, I can talk about that part at least. Um, I did watch it. So all, all I can say. Here, let me finish this. All I can say after finishing the game is that I had loads of fun playing, and I look forward to the next installment of River City Girls, or perhaps I should look into more Kunio Kun games. So you said you watched the, the the gameplay. Yes. Though before that, we got to say two things. One, you absolutely need to play more Kunio Kun games. At least River City Ransom, hundred percent. Wait, so you, I think he said he finished it, right? I said River City Girls. Oh, no, he did say River City He did say he finished River City Ransom. Play it again. <laughs> but also, I guess, like, Crash and the Boys. You could also play uh, Super Dodgeball and World's, World Cup. And if you want to try, there's that one Romance of the Three Kingdoms Kunio Kun game that came out really? a ago. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So those are all ones you can mess around with and see what you like. Secondly, I don't think we ever said it on the show proper back of it, but this was his birthday month. So happy birthday birthday month martyrs oh yeah happy birthday martyrs and last oh, well, we didn't get you anything i got you this board game that's on the g- 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 <laughs> we got you the means to come visit us and play that board <laughs> but the last thing is that boss fight yeah it was pretty awesome i ended up looking it up and it takes place at a concert hall and there's like two segments of it where like you're fighting the character noise who attach you with like a guitar that's shaped like an axe like i think he says in the chat as he says it in some testimonial yeah and she had, and the fans attack you too, but then she'll jump on stage and start singing the song. So when she's singing, that's when the vocals come in, and like guitar guitar hero notes start streaming down, 
you have to dodge the guitar hero notes oh, on the field. Oh, that's great. So it's actually really awesome. That's awesome. But, yeah, I the only gripe I had when I watched the combat finally, though, I need to get down to stuff and actually play it. But I think it's my fault because I'm so obsessed with fighting ring. It's like I want them to be faster. You want faster. You want like that that combo system that's like you can kind of keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah, I like that yeah. frenetic pace of dodge, dodge, jump, kick, punch. Yeah, nothing's really ever done it like that. That's why I give it holding such high esteem. Like people will go Streets of Rage four. I'm like, hey, I like Streets of Rage four, but come on, man, play Fighting Rage. Just just play it. I've been I've been I've been I've been advocating for that game for years. Oh, hey, um, Game Fan also says it's Hammock's birthday month. Really? Well, here we go. Birthday ha- Hammock. Birthday Hammock. <laughs> hammock. Birthday Hammock. All right. Oh, God. Triple Jeff with the clutch. I did not mention, despite loving the game, you need martyrs. Listen to Try Jeff. You need to play River City Ransom Underground. That game is a beast, even with the updated OST. Mm. Remember back in the early episode we played Rams in Space? Yes. Yes, I love Rams in Space, but that's not on the OST anymore. But it's such a good song. But yeah, play River City Ransom Underground. You'll understand where Pro V comes from when you play River City Girls 2 because she was in that game as well. Ah. I'll stop rambling about Cuneo now. (laughs) Well, guess what, Pernell? Now is the time to ramble a little bit more because – it is the bonus round. Bonus round. Going to the bonus round. Oh, I see what you did there. The bonus round is where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. Our theme this week is you. Pernell. Me. Did you pick a track from somebody? The answer is me or you? It's, uh, oh. The answer is you. <laughs> the answer is you. Um, all right. So, Pernell, what did you pick for our bonus round track? I did pick one. Just give me a second. In the meantime, so did you see that malarkey of sport? I'm kidding. <laughs> I found the track. So this actually was submitted by The Last Recon. Um, this comes from the game Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think was like on PS5 and 4 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the he's, track a, title, he's a big fan of that game. I actually need to sit down and play it. I, I keep bouncing back and forth on whether I should give it a try or not, but he really loves it. Um, and this track sounds like a good reason to love it because mm-hmm. it is a bop. It is called Zero to Hero, and it is done, performed by Star-Lord.
welcome back. Zero to Hero. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Zero to Hero from the game Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, submitted by Daryl and composed by the fictional band Star Lord. Um, who were the names we had? So apparently they are not a real band per se. They are banned for the game proper. Um, and it's actually performed by Steve Skipowski and Johan Boldro. So I love it. I want them to become a real band because I want more of this. And it was actually coined by Martyrus and Rob that I actually picked a track from this in the past because it was also submitted by The Last Recon. Yeah, which as a, game. as a gift to somebody else. But to you, probably. Right. To, or to well, me or to our listeners. We'll have to find out. Ah, I'll go back and listen to the episode. Roll just the tape. Let's listen to the tape. <laughs> Beautiful bean footage. But uh, I digress. I want to hear what Daryl had to say about this masterpiece of a track. And what do you have to say to yourself, Daryl? Say to yourself. <laughs> say to yourself. <laughs> so, hey guys, I know it's been a while. I'm still alive. So for my summer game challenge, I had Guardians of the Galaxy on my list. I never got around to finishing it, but man, this game soundtrack is top notch. I also wanted to play this as a dedication to my buddy Bedra. Oh, He recently made the choice to shut down Very Good Music, a VGM podcast, due to personal and family reasons. I respect him for having to make a tough decision. His show, like many others, have helped me get through work weeks and long drives. Mm. Listening to him and his family on very episodes always brought a smile to my face and a laugh or two here and there. I came to get to know him and his eldest, Shoot Kapow, whom I talk to about Pokemon very often, mm. and he's become akin to an, the older brother I never had. So to you, sir, who went from zero to hero in my book, oh my God. I hope all is well. That's so nice. Yeah, That's so nice. 100%. And honestly, Bedroth needs to hear that because he is honestly a very good person. Like I, He's on my Facebook, and I talk to him sometimes mm. in general here and there. And he, I feel like he's one of those people that even when he's, I'm sure everybody's got a negative bone in their body. Everyone's got something. But his doesn't come out very often. Mm. He's typically very on the level with words of encouragement. And he, to me... He is he is a devout Christian, and he to me is what I would think a Christian should be, should, should aspire to be. Bingo. Yeah, like he's on the level. The guy is great. Um, and I said the reason why I think it makes, he's just a good dude. So I'm going along with this. Like this is a great testimonial. It's a great dedication track. How could you not? How could you not pick this? No, I love Plus it. the track is good. Plus the track is awesome. So. Uh, it's such a sweet message too. Um, so, like, thank you very much, Daryl and and Bedroth. I hope if you have listened this far to the episode this week, um, we feel we feel very fondly of you, and we wish the best for you and, and your family. And um, you always have a home here on Rhythm and Pixels. If you ever want to talk, damn right you do, and have people listen. Come on the come show on again out. too. Why not? Just, just shoot us a message. Shoot Kapow us a message. I, I'm calling an audible on my bonus round track. Why? Because I feel like it, and I'm playing through the game, unpacking. I'm not done yet. Why is that an audible? You're allowed to pick a track. Good. All right. <laughs> I was like, wait, where is it going with this? I mean, you know. Unpacking. Uh, it's unpacking. The music is by Jeff Van Dyke, a, um, a, a classic games composer, um, who for some reason I know more for – uh, Skitchen on the Sega Genesis than anything else, but he's done Jeez, greater. A- amazing uh, award-winning soundtracks um, over the course of his career. And this soundtrack is phenomenal. It's so, so good. We're going to listen to the track Yeah, Nah 
Um, yeah. It's it's really yeah. it's really fun. It's one of the shorter tracks in the game. Um, again, from the game Unpacking, composed by Jeff Van Dyke. Yeah, nah, from Unpacking. That was composed by Jeff Van Dyke. Um, this game is just so charming. I, I just, I really have just fallen in love with it. It's not even so much of a puzzle game so much as an organization game. It falls in the same wheelhouse, not so much because it's less stressful, but the same wheelhouse as Wilmot's Warehouse. Yeah, a little, yeah, it's, you have stuff, you have to move it. There's no time limit though. And um, it, it does get challenging of like, like, where am I going to put these things? Um, but it's just, it never gets like, it's never like overboard. You don't have like 50 things of toothpaste and you have to figure out where they go. It's like you're actually moving into a house and you're like, I don't have a shelf for this anymore. I had a shelf for this. So is this your and testimonial? Now I don't have a shelf for this. So is this your testimonial for your track? Yes. I'm just saying like, it's okay to get old. <laughs> <laughs> it, this game makes you kind of feel that. It's like, um, it makes you appreciate the journey that you've been on. There yeah. you go. That's my testimonial. Sounds like I need to play that darn game then because woof, yeah. aging sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It, there's there's some difficult parts of it, but I'm, I have to remind myself that um, you know there's more to the journey, and like unpacking, like unpacking everything. Although I mean, like I, I'm glad I haven't moved that much in my life. <laughs> I don't even know if I could move again at this point. Yeah, I mean, moving from my house to the apartment was really easy. Moving from my apartment to my house currently was also not too tough. I mean, I was able to almost do it by myself with like one or two exceptions. Yeah, yeah. You were the, you were in there, and I was like, you never even called us. Like, I don't want to be a burden. Oh, my <laughs> so God. So I, I moved it all by burden. No way. That's what it was. Like, I didn't contact anybody. I was like, what do you know? I moved everything in. My I dad, a, my I, dad I, helped me move the couch and the bed, and that was it. I, was I moved like, everything else. I was like, oh, man. I, I would drive from- I seriously was thinking like, I was like, I was looking forward to helping you move. 
Well, how about this? I'll I'll get a shed, and you can help me move Next stuff time, from the house yeah, to the yeah. shed. Yeah, yeah. If you have something heavy in the house, just let me know. <laughs> okay. I'll help you out. It might happen. I have a shelf in the basement. I might need to move to the second floor, so I might bug you for that. I got you've helped me move so many things, so many heavy things. All right. I'll help you out. Deal. For more information on the bonus round <laughs> and Pernell's moving <laughs> antics, <laughs> go. You can go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artist SoundClouds, Bandclamps, Bandclamps. But yeah, all points said, if I ever have to move again, I think my house couldn't yeah. take it. I have so many board games and video games. We'll help you out. We'll help you out. By we, I mean me. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, everybody. You joined us on listening to today's episode. Everyone who joined us um, on our live stream and everyone who's tuned into our, our podcast stream. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. This has been 34-5, our listeners' Summer Games Challenge. It's been a lot of fun listening to the music on this episode, reading the testimonials, chatting in the Discord, and chatting on the YouTube live chat. It's just been good. I, I like seeing everybody converse. I like conversing with everyone in the chat. And I just like this time. I have these days where I get on, like, I'm feeling a little anxious. Like, man, I hope I got the energy for this live stream tonight. I, I just, dro- I just drove an hour and a half each way. I'm tired. And I get on, it's like, hey, Rob, it's go time. <laughs> We're all having a good time. It's just nice. It's, yeah, it's like once, you, once we get started, it's like, oh, that's right. I really enjoy doing this. Exactly. You know, you don't, you don't ever really forget, but, like, you, you kind of, like, Sometimes you get in your own head and you kind of like, oh, well, you, you, yeah, you're not thinking about it so much. I but. have an apartment there where I'm trying to move furniture into and out of it all the time. It's getting stuck in my inner left lobe. It's a pain in the butt. Of an apartment. In my brain. In your brain. Oh, yes. In yes. my brain. I live there live, sometimes. Live it in your head. That's right. Um, anyway, this last track is also from uh, Martyrus. It's from the game Scarlet Nexus. And wow, this sounds amazing. This is right up my alley. Yeah, this is a legit... This is a bop. Really, really good. So I'm trying to think about this. Like, I have the list of tracks. Should I read the person who completed the game's tour? Or should I just read the list in yeah, mass? Yeah, I, th- I think it's time to graduate our listeners. What do, you, what do you say? I can do that. All right, here we go. So I want to thank um, everyone who submitted who submitted full lists of the yes. games that they've completed. I did do a little bit of digging for the people who didn't probably didn't catch the request, but I genuinely thank everyone who submitted a list <laughs> because it was a lot easier for me to work from. And digging through months of texts and chats. Let's begin. This is our um, our class of 2022. Games completed. And keep in mind, it's all about. It's not necessarily about what game you played through, so much as the fact that you played through a game. It's the enjoyment, the process, the journey. And with that in mind, I'd like to congratulate all of our listeners who submitted tracks for this. First, we have listener Anthony Lackford, who submitted probably the most games he's completed. He completed Return of the Obra Dinn. Vampire Survivors, which he says he didn't... It's not a completable game, but he unlocked everything and he spent 60-plus hours on it, so I think that counts. Streets of Rage 4, and I do remember this song. Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 1, Evo Land, The Looker, Elden Ring, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Chasm. He'd like to thank the Steam Deck for helping him get through all those <laughs> games over the course of a few months. Yeah, people getting getting, getting involved with that Steam Deck. I, it's probably a, a, a godsend, just we'll in find, the same way the Switch is. For better or worse, we'll find out in a few months when my shows up. Oh, wow. It's coming. Um, from Curly Kevin, we've got Devil May Cry 5, Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster Bust Loose, Final Fight, King of Dragons, 
Battle Circuit, Captain Commando, Soul Calibur 6, who he completed the game with as Geralt. He beat Bloodstained Ritual of the Night's Journey DLC. For those who don't know, you can get, like, they have add-ons where you can play as characters from other games and play the, the experience. That's impressive. Very impressive. And Space Jam, A New Legacy, the game. Martyrus has completed Control and River City Girls. B. Sinky completed SteamWorld Dig 2, Scarlet Nexus, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, Roki, and Murder by Numbers. GameFan44 went on a Zelda spree. <laughs> Took down Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages, Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive, which for those who don't know, that's a meaty game, so that's a testament. Legend of Zelda, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive. <laughs> and one shot. Oh, you're like, <laughs> the Xenoblade Chronicles of Legend of Xenoblade. <laughs> and one shot. One shot. Bedroth came in for one game in the clutch by completing Agalus. I also take a break there because the damn thing closed on me. <laughs> but I can take care of that real quick. Give me one second. I love how I'm like, I'm going through it, reading the list. It's like, nah, no, you're not, sucker. You're going to close. Our phone's great. Yeah, I hate phones, especially when I have a giant thumb. So let's get back to business here. All right. Next up, we have, I said Agalos was completed by Bedroth. Jess completed Super Sideboard, Cuphead, including the Delicious Last Course DLC. And that's Jess. Next, we have Romancing Sagat completing Dungeons & Dragons, The Tower of Doom. Chris Murray completed Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2. Rob completed, being you, completed Unpacking and Spiritfarer. If you didn't complete Unpacking, just lie and say you did, because I could have sworn you said you beat it. Um, I completed Pokemon Moon, The Wizard and the Slug, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, Alekhead, and Alundra. El Kibabo, who I'm pretty sure is frankly Zapper. Yeah, I think so. Completed Infernax and Paw Patrol on a roll. Yes! <laughs> Both Cameron Worma and Hammock completed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, and the Trash King completed Persona 5 Strikers. Mm. And it's a small list, but here are the honorable mentions games that were attempted but oh. weren't completed. Curly we, Kevin. Did, we gotta change the music to like. They're not really not quite graduated. <laughs> this is the track is the track is from B4U. It's called Summer School. <laughs> You're almost there. Get back to class. Um, Curly Kevin attempted but didn't complete. Teenage Mutant Turtle Shredder's Revenge, Mega Man One, Warriors of Fate, Sonic Smackdown, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles X Justice League Turbo, both of which are fan games. Martyrus tried but didn't complete. Scarlet Nexus and Chris Tales. And also Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain, which he says he reached Mission 5, but didn't make it. GameFan44 attempted but didn't conclude Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, though she did get to Trial 3, which is a good trial, by the way. Get back to it. And Rob, that's you, that's me. attempted but didn't complete Lightning, Lightning Force and Super Metroid. How'd you not beat Super Metroid, brother? I just didn't get back to it. <laughs> Super Metroid is waiting for you. Same thing with Lightning Force. I have save states and I haven't finished Lightning Force yet. Oh my God! I'm so I'm I'm almost like ashamed that you kept track. I absolutely <laughs> kept track. And to me, again, that's part of the fun. I like seeing when people start and don't finish. And for the record, for those who are saying, "Pernell, way to be judgmental," trust me, 
if I took the time, which I didn't have time because I was in the last minute thing, but if I did, the number of games I started this summer, oh, cripes. I'm still playing Shining Force 3, and as Martyrs points out, we both still need to finish Shin Megami Tennessee 5, which I did recently return to, and I'm on the third region. Still a great game. Thank you, everybody who submitted some lists for this. Everybody who took part of took part in and attempted to do Summer Games Challenge. I kid you not, it does mean a whole lot to me to yeah. go to do this every year. It's just fun to talk about and play games. Yeah, I like, like games. Like and and to talk about like uh, helping each other out, finish the games too. You know, mm-hmm. making gaming more uh, a social thing again. Bingo! Just kind of what we're doing, here. and that's the just yeah. that's the best part of it. Being social with our games is it's kismet. You always hear people say, "Get off your couch, get out of your basement," or whatever people have to say when they're judging people who play video games and engaging in them as if it's some kind of anti-social hobby. And I'm not going to deny that it's possible to be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be. It can very much be a social engagement. Most of my friends I've made through video games, so I can't knock. Uh, most of my friends are video games. I mean, literally, <laughs> literally. Um. But yeah, so thank thank you everybody for checking that out and for for, for participating in that, and um, for everybody else, if you want to uh, chat with us, be social with us, or if you have like a, a track suggestion or a topic suggestion, we would love to hear about it. And you can do that by sending us an email at rhythmandpixels at hotmail And for a full track listing of this episode, all of our episodes, and access to all of our episodes, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. And then um, if you want to uh, check us out on Discord, we have a little Discord server with um, lots of uh, people hanging out talking about video game music. We're there. Other uh, video game uh, music podcasters are also there. So if you want to see them, you can check it out on Discord. It's at the top of the website is the link to the uh, the invite. Click that invite. It'll take you right in if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, we have a uh, radio station that's no longer on YouTube for the time being, it's on twitch.tv slash rhythm and pixels. You can check that out there. It's a 24 7, 8 bit, and 16 bit uh, deep cuts, classics. It's got a lot of new music on there. Which is a good opportunity to mention a contest that we are going to be running. Um, I'm trying to think of how long we should run it for. Maybe a week or two before we do the actual draft. Let's give it two weeks. Okay, two weeks. So, a generous listener and friend of the show provided us with a code for the game Kina. Bridge of Spirits for PC or Steam or, you know, Steam. Delicious Steam. Um, And it's free. We're giving it away. And the only condition is we want you to write into the Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com and tell us your favorite 16-bit Square Enix track that they would not allow us to play on the radio station. (laughs) A cease and desist Square Enix track that you like. And... Based on that, we'll take all the submissions, we'll do a drawing, and we'll pull it. In the event that you don't happen to have a laptop or a computer that can run Kena Bridge of Spirits, enter anyway. I'll figure out something if it doesn't work. We'll figure out something else. I like that. I like that. Um, so, yeah, and we'll, um, on the next couple episodes, we'll, 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 um, we'll, we'll have it out there as well. But you'll also see it on Discord. And we're putting somewhere else. Yeah, that's probably it, right? Oh, you do. I guess Facebook. Discord. Yeah, okay, so you know, all, all the all the social media <laughs> All the blip zone. Um, so yeah, so check that out. And if you want to support our show, you can uh, tell people about it. Post it on your social media. Tell tell them about it. That's right. That's very helpful to us. You can also support us by going to um, our Patreon. Patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. 
As a member there, you get access to these monthly live streamed episodes. You get to kind of be a fly on the wall. You get, uh, not just not just a fly on the wall. We have, uh, we have a whole conversation through the uh, the Discord chat or through and through the 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 live stream chat. Losing my mind tonight. <laughs> what just happens to you, man? Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. Close to ten o'clock, you go pumpkin. I just kind of lose it. Um, so you, so you get access to that once a month. You also get um, some cool stuff too. We have things like stickers. We have mugs. We have T-shirts. Um, we have some cool like little add-ons you can get on our radio station too. And at the end of every episode, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon members who are at the highest levels. So we want to first want to thank huge thank you to Brooke, Frankly Zappa, and Khalid. So all three of you, enormous, enormous thank you so, so much. Um, it means a, so the world to us that you are, are continuing to, to, to support our show the way that you are. Um, we also want to thank the number one, killing it, killing it alphabetically. I want to thank Kristen, GameFan44. I want to thank Martyrus, host of the ReVGM podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight in the chat. I want to thank Mike Myers, Alf Person, Alex Messenger, host of a VGM Journey, which I think we're going to have him on the show soon too. Yes. It's, it's been um, at least, wow, six it's been years. a minute. Six years maybe since we've had him on our show. I want to thank Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito, host of the Heroes 3 podcast. I want to thank Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. And Christopher Senstrom, Chuck Kowalski, Davey Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Regol, Harold Howard, Triple Jeff. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the chat. And thank you, Ashley, both to you and to Martyrus for both the idea for the raffle and also for the idea of doing a raffle. Yeah, it's a great, it was a great, great uh, uh, suggestion. So thank you. Um, I want to thank Justin Schneider. I want to thank Keith Shusterman. Um, I just lost my list. Sorry, I did that. No, that was me. Oh, in that case, I don't have to apologize. <laughs> what a relief. Uh, I want to thank uh, uh, Justin Schneider, host of XVGM Radio. I want to thank Keith Shusterman. I want to thank Dr. Michael Bridgewater. Thank you, Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium podcast. Thank you, Reinhard Silkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, Ed Wilson, host of the VG Embassy, who will also be on the show sometime uh, soon before the end of the year, and Zach Thornbach. So all of you and many, many more, uh, we appreciate your support your, uh, of our show. It's very much appreciated. It's a good time. Yeah, thank you very, very much. Um, yeah, I love that we're going out on this track from Scarlet Nexus. It's really good. Really, really good. Yeah, I don't remember exactly when it plays in the game, like at least this specific track, but I do know like some of the battle tracks have a similar sound to it. And it adds a lot to the flow of the game because you're at least the character I play is you're picking your like you have like telekinesis, mm-hmm. just like picking up furniture and trash and just oh, throwing at everybody. That's fun. It's like get him, get him. Got like a control kind of feel to it. Because the music makes me think of like a bullet hell style game, like, like a shoot 'em up. Yes, but it is not that style. I'm looking at it now. It's a very stylish 3D um, fighter or uh, action style game. Um, but anyway, thank you all so much for supporting our show. Thank you for listening to our show. And um, yeah, next week we may have a guest. We may not. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know when we get there. Until then, my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Brunel. Have a great week. And remember, it kind of goes without saying, given the topic of the episode here, but video games are great to play. You should play them when you can. Because obviously I know everyone doesn't have the same amount of time as others. But with that in mind, there's no such thing as real games and fake games. 
It's just games. If you make time to play something you want to play and enjoy it, then so be it. If that game's a mobile game, I don't like to talk trash about mobile games personally, but all due honesty, all shades down, it's still a game, and if you enjoy it, you should be playing it. And don't let people tell you that you can't have fun with something that you personally find enjoyable, because that is hot garbage. Especially when people go on like, oh, man, please give me a real game. Wait a minute when a real game comes out on your Switch or whatever. No. Do you have fun? Then guess what? Merry Christmas. It's a game you're playing. And also make sure to talk to your friends about it. Talk to us about it. Just you don't have to keep it a closet hobby. And if anybody tells you that it's a lame hobby, they're also full of trash. And they can suck. They're not worth the time. <laughs> Other than that, I'm done rambling. Have a good night. Keep those games played. Or as, as Anthony used to like to say to me, okay, keep those games on hard or play those games on hard. <laughs> that was his old slogan back in the day. <laughs>